Hello and welcome to Hot Health, the podcast series where we talk about health in the U.S. and hot topics within the world of health. I'm Zach Cavanis, a pre-med public health major here at Texas State. I'm Shaylin Chan, a nursing student also here at Texas State. Hello and welcome again to our podcast, guys. We appreciate you all for tuning in. In today's episode, we'll be talking about mental health and mental disorders. Yeah, so before we get into the material, we just want to emphasize that this episode is meant for learning purposes only. We do not wish to offend anyone in any way. We're just trying to bring awareness to mental health. Exactly. So we're going to start off by defining what mental health is. So there's actually a definition provided by mentalhealth.gov where they define mental health to include our emotional, psychological, and our social well-being. Mental health is important at every stage throughout life. Yeah, so that would include when you're a child, through childhood, through adolescence, adulthood, and then to when you're like an elderly. Mental health is there and present in any stage of life because it is a normal part of life. And generally, disorders can be broken up into four categories. That would include mood disorders, which would be depression or bipolar disorder. Also, dis- anxiety disorders, personality disorders, and psychotic disorders, which would be like schizophrenia. Exactly. And there's really no single cause for mental illness. There is always a number of factors to contribute to anything. But some um, kind of factors that contribute to mental health and mental illnesses especially is, you know, genetics, your family history, things like that. Also, life experiences such as stress, you know, a history of abuse, especially if that abuse took place during your childhood, that can affect mental health and, you know, mental illnesses. Of the, well, the possibility of mental illnesses throughout your life as well. There's also biological factors such as chemical imbalances, hormones, things like that in the brain. A mother's exposure to viruses or toxic chemicals while pregnant, you know, alcohol, drugs, things like that. Also, alcohol and recreational drugs throughout, you know, adulthood as well can also lead to kind of mental illness and mental health overall. Having serious medical conditions like cancer can really take a toll when it comes to depression, mood disorders, things like that. And having few friends, feeling lonely or isolated from the world, you know, you feel like you don't belong or you're not in the right place, things like that. Shay, what's one really big misconception about, or misconception, sorry, about mental illnesses? Yeah, so there's this really big stereotype that if you have a mental illness, you're just lazy. Like, you don't want to leave your bed, you don't want to get out of the house, you're just lazy and that's that. Um, that is a really big myth in mental health. There, Like Zach just listed off, there are a lot of factors that do contribute to mental health that's just not caused by staying in your bed all day. Exactly, Shay, that's, that's exactly right. I mean, that's the thing, you know, I feel like there's just not a lot of education about it. And when there's a topic where there's not a lot of education or information to the public about it, that's where stereotypes are made. So I, I, I agree completely with how you explained that. that was exactly, well. that was good. Okay, so mental health disorders can affect how we think, feel, and act. It also helps determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices. Mental health disorders affect any part of our daily life and any stage in life. Exactly. We also kind of need to look for warning signs that we can possibly notice, or if you see someone, know someone, or friends that live with mental illnesses or health problems, you want to look out for these signs. So experiencing one or more of the following symptoms or behaviors can be an early warning sign of a possible problem. Eating or sleeping too much or too little, which sounds like, you know, that's, you know, normal. Oh my gosh, I'm a college student. I don't ever eat or sleep too much. But, you know, we're talking, you know, one late night from studying, not that. We're talking, you know, just eating way too much for, for no reason apparent, not eating enough, not your sleeping schedule just mixed up, things like that. Also, isolation from people and usual activities, which we kind of touched on earlier, you know. If you have a friend that's not coming up to practice or not tuning into the game at a certain time, you know, check on them, make sure they're doing okay. Having low or no energy, feeling just exhausted, wasted all the time, and also having unexplained aches and pains. What are a few more signs and symptoms, Shay? Um, feeling helpless or hopeless. Um, that's definitely a really big sign. Experiencing severe mood swings. Um, this could cause problems in relationships. If you're fighting all the time, or it's not because you're trying to pick a fight. It's just because, like in your head, it's just not going well. Or thinking of harming yourself or others. That's a really big one. And also inability to perform daily tasks. 
exactly. And I mean, kind of just to touch on the harming yourself or others, you know, if you feel like and you hear things from people, they want to hurt someone else, they want to hurt themselves, make sure you get, you know, get help for them as well. And that's, you know, sometimes you feel kind of uncomfortable. You know, I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to get law enforcement involved. I don't want to get someone else, in, someone else involved. I don't want to get them in trouble. I just don't feel right. But again, at the end of the day, I mean, you need to take care of other people. That's kind of our biggest thing as, you know, humans really is watching out and taking care of one another. So for sure, those are all really good points, Shay. Yeah. So how are mental disorders diagnosed and what are the steps to getting a diagnosis? So really there's there's many steps, you know, when it comes to that. Really the biggest one really that people don't think about is a medical history. You know, talk to your provider about possible medications you've been on, possible other things that kind of have gone wrong or well with your healthcare throughout your life. And that'll normally, after that, you'll normally get a physical exam, uh, possibly a few lab tests to check your balances throughout your body. If your provider thinks other medical conditions could be causing your symptoms relating to mental health, such as chronic illnesses like cancer, heart disease, diabetes, things like that, that can actually make you more likely to develop a mental health condition later in life. And it's really kind of common to feel sad or discouraged, but don't think, oh my gosh, you know, I'm just sad about this. I don't have a problem. I don't need to worry about it. If you feel like something's off, talk to someone. Try to find a provider. Talk to a friend. You know, just kind of reach out. That's the biggest thing. And really, a psychological evaluation would be kind of the last step. You could see a psychological provider specifically where you'll answer questions about your thinking, feelings, behaviors, things like that with a specific psychological provider. Yeah, so once you are able to get a diagnosis or want to go into treatment, so treatment depends on which mental disorder you have and how serious it is, and you would work with your provider to make a treatment plan just for you, and it usually involves some type of therapy, and it does depend on what type of disorder you have. Um, you may also take medication. Some people also need like the social support and education on managing their condition as well. Besides like the medicine and all of that technical stuff, you need to have a support system. Exactly. And that's kind of another topic I really kind of want to kind of touch on real quick before we move on is really that social support. There's so many organizations. There's support groups here. There's actually with digital and technology nowadays, there's a lot of actual online support groups. There's online chat rooms you can log on to and just, you know, chat with people that are feeling the same way so you don't feel isolated because, I mean, you might think you're the only person out there experiencing this, but I promise there's hundreds of people across the world that are thinking the same way, not understanding what's going on, things like that. So really just kind of do research. There are things out there, and it is possible to overcome things like that. Yeah, so if you have or you think you may have a mental health problem, it is helpful to talk about these issues with others and learn more about building a strong strong support system and developing a recovery plan. Exactly. And if you believe that you do not have a strong support system, you know, with friends, family, things like that, like I mentioned a second ago, there are resources online. There's actually a resource called LifeChat. Uh, Lifeline Chat, sorry, it's called Lifeline Chat, and that actually connects people with counselors for emotional support and other services like that. Lifeline Chat is available 24-7 across the U.S. in certain territories as well. Um, other than that, if you have something, you know, you need to talk to someone right then, right now, there's a 988 number. That actually is a program that was released not too long ago. There was a national suicide hotline, but that has now been replaced with a 988 number. So it, it's just called the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. It's committed to providing individuals in emotional crisis and support throughout things like that. Yeah, so you can call or text 988 for help. Perfect, yes. And kind of getting support helps to maintain a positive mental health, which would be the goal, you know, overall. You can look forward to your normal things like connecting with others, staying positive, getting physically active. You know, try to find friends that might, you know, go join a gym or you have, you know, Monday runs. That's actually something I'm trying to find here at Texas State, which there's a lot of organizations like that. I just need to get out there and find it. But I'm trying to find someone, you know, we can go run on, on hikes, trails, things like that. So really kind of get out there. Helping others. You know, if your mental health is kind of on, I'm not going to say perfect because really no one's mental health is completely perfect. You know, everyone has imbalances, things like that, that you just kind of learn to, to manage, really, you know, for your specific life, you know. But if you're on top of it, you 
you can help others. So if you feel good, you know, you're able to go ahead and kind of put yourself out there to help others and really getting enough sleep. You know, that's another thing that we're going to maybe have a topic on later in the podcast. If you listen to our, our podcast earlier in the year about college students, we, we mentioned sleep a lot there, but sleep is like the number one drug, I, I feel like. You know, if you have good sleep, you know, you're getting that rest you need. It can boost so many things throughout your life as well. And developing coping skills, different coping skills that you can actually learn with those support groups like we talked about as well. Those are really good points, Zach. So positive mental health and wellness allows people to realize their full potential. And I know when you're feeling down with your mental health and all of that, you do start to notice that you're beating yourself down and you don't realize like the big aspect of yourself in life. And so once you reach that wellness, you're going to be able to realize that you have potential in life, you have goals in the future, and you're going to reach that at a certain point. It also helps with stresses of life. And I think stress is one of the biggest determinants of poor mental health. Once you learn how to cope with that, that's going to be a really big factor in playing with positive mental health. Also working productively and making meaningful contributions to communities. So you can like reach out with others and connect with others. Realize. Start support groups. I mean, there's exactly. just so many. We could, we could go, me and Shay could go on for hours explaining this, but really just, you know, if you're like, I, like I mentioned earlier, if you're on top of things, you know, and you feel great, you can use that positivity to help others for sure. That about wraps it up for today. To review in this episode, we discussed what mental health is, what causes mental health disorders, how it affects your day-to-day life, and how it can affect others' day-to-day life, some early warning signs, how disorders are diagnosed and treated, resources that are available, and positive mental health wellness in general. Yeah, so make sure you be kind to yourself and check up on your loved ones. Make sure you're checking up on yourself as well, because I know that normally once you start feeling like you're down, you you just stop thinking about yourself. So make sure you are connecting with yourself and realizing that something's wrong and reach out to providers, reach out to support group, anything that you need and look out for others. Exactly. Like we always mention, if you have any topic suggestions, comments, concerns, or you just want to chat with us about something, contact us through our email, hothealthtx at gmail.com. Again, it's hothealthtx at gmail.com and we'll get right back to you. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week and take care. Y'all have a good one. Thank you. (laughs) 